got these unspoken words, I'm trying to get out my head. Plug in the mic and leave nothing unsaid. Uh. Now sit back, relax, and listen to some real talk. Now sit back, relax, and listen to some real talk. You what up everyone this is mo hugs not drugs all the way from up the road in arrow creek and join tonight special guests you know who he is your favorite indian from bob Wood 909090 and tonight we're going to do a little special edition which we're going to do moving forward um we're going to talk about jc's 10-year uh recovery birthday just some thoughts and reflections on that and moving forward we're going to do that with previous guests with our co-hosts with um <clears throat> do that with randy here coming up in february and then once it comes to september i'll go but in between times uh everybody that has a birthday or recovery birthday in the month of january february whatever uh, we'll bring them in for this special kind of just special edition special bonus episode does that sound good to you Bonus, bonus. Actually, it was JC's idea, so uh, we all talked about it, and or we both talked about it, and thought it was a good idea, and we'll just run with it. Run. Got to run. Yeah. No stretching, no bird back stretches. Just go. You pull a groin, you pull a groin. <laughs> if you start cramping up, don't look at us. <laughs> Give us that cramp face. <laughs> Those cramping eyes. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, if you cramp up, man, don't even don't even look to look at us for help. Don't, don't <laughs> expect any pity from me. <laughs> Especially if it's your hammy. Hey. <laughs> your hammies. <laughs> your hammies. Your hams. <laughs> Right on. Uh, so let's jump right into this. Are you ready to go there? Yes, sir. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Born ready. Born ready. Um, so what is your recovery birthday? What is the exact date? So the exact date, um, December 20th, 2013 was my first full sober day. No, no using. Oh, right on, right so, on. So, I mean, I probably had maybe some leftovers in my system, but yeah, 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 yeah. from that day when I woke up, I didn't, I didn't use nice 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 um so what is um i guess i just really want to open up the floor to you favorite indian kind of what what are your what are your thoughts i know you shared with me privately that 10 years that's kind of it's different it's hitting different um but what what about that is making it different and then also like to come this far it's like Give a little reflection of that. Go ahead. You got the floor. Yeah. I'm, um, shit, bro. I, so I, th- this whole time I've never really like celebrated, celebrated, you know, the, the birthdays. I never got, um, the coins. I never collected the coins. I never really made much, uh, fuss. So maybe five years. I, I felt pretty good about that. Yeah. And, uh, I know like at eight, my my dad he was he was really happy for me and he gave me a blanket. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, he gave me a Pendleton and then, uh, but you know, like um, this this time, you know, I was thinking about it and I'm like, you know, ten years. Like t- I keep telling everybody, you know, I never did ten years of shit except for maybe go to school. Yeah, you know, ten years straight of anything. Yeah, and uh, so like I, I was just sitting there thinking about it and I'm like, man, that's t- ten years. And there's just something about it, you know, that hit differently. And um, 
so I and then too, uh, one of the things that I was doing, I was flipping through um, the interweb, and I came across this these custom coins that you can get from uh, recoverystore.com if anybody's interested. Mm, very and, good. And I saw a Boston Red Sox coin on there, and I thought, man, I want that. Yeah. And I figured, and this was about a year ago, maybe even before year nine. Mm. Um, I was like, but I want to wait till I get to ten. Like I want that because I wanted the, you know it has that X on there for oh, Roman, yeah, yeah. Roman numeral ten, and so like I've, I've been kind of looking forward to that, and in the meantime, I'm just thinking you know wow ten years because like I said it just hits different you know mm. it, it there was something about it that double digits, and I always used to hear um, people saying oh well we got ten years got fifteen years got twenty years. And I'm thinking, you know, back early in the early days, I'm thinking, damn, that's 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 pretty good. That's impressive. Um, but you know, one of the biggest reasons why I never, you know, celebrated or like, kind of, I don't know. I'm not gonna say I wasn't. I'm not proud of the fact, but the fact that, or you know, the, the idea of, um, you know, counting those years and really shouting out about it is because. Like I, I'll always try to maintain humility. I, I like I talk a lot of shit, but <laughs> at, at the end of the day, you know, yeah. I try to maintain that humility. Humility, yeah. And so that that was part of it. Mm-hmm. And but also, I think it would, uh, like I didn't. <laughs> I had a lot. Uh, you know, you already know this. You already know a lot about my story. But I have a hard time with um positive feedback. I guess it was as it were. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, I always talk about my artwork, and somebody says, "Oh, that's real nice," but then you know, I go back and say, "Yeah, well, look at this. Yeah, look at this this little flaw in there." And most people don't even you know notice things like that. So that's kind of another reason why I never really you know I just didn't want the attention. I didn't want people you know. Um, I just had a hard time with it for the longest time, and it's something that I'm working on. Like now, I. Before I wouldn't even like show people the things that I created, right? Yeah. Now I, I, I make myself. Hey, look at this, and people, you know, they love it. You know, I do good mm-hmm. work on. I do good work on some stuff, and rather than saying, "Yeah, but look at this," you know, I just keep my mouth shut. And so I think this number ten, not only it being like that double digit type of deal, but you know the the, the fact that you know it is kind of a, it is a landmark for me, and. um you know, to get it out there, and and it, really, the only other reason, the only reason why I would do it, is to let other people know that they can do it too, right? Like, yeah, because I was do it. I was pretty fucking bad. Like, I was drinking every day. I know. I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, you saw me one time at the powwow at yeah, yeah, yeah. MSU Bowls, but that that time you were talking about, yeah, when, when you saw me and my little brother in there, yeah, dude, we were drunk <laughs> or drinking. I don't know if I was drunk. I mean, probably, but. You know, so, but that was every day. And uh, I was just thinking back today, too. You know, I, I knew we were going to do this, and I'm thinking, ah, oh, shit, what do I say? But <laughs> but what, what, what was crazy is like I, I said 26 years. I was drinking for 26 years using, mm-hmm. but it was 27 because I was 11. I wasn't 12. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking, I was like, holy shit. That the first time I ever got drunk. Yeah. Um, me and my buddy were, when I was living in Sells, Arizona, uh, Tahana Otomrez. 
and uh, we found some some court three quarts of Budweiser. Damn, it was, they were hot too, like they were warm. And when, and, you know, they used to make playgrounds out of um, tires, and they were stuck in those tires. Yeah, and so we grabbed them and we went over. He used to stay at the children's home, and mm. uh, we went went over there and we climbed this tree, and we sat up there and we we beat, we both popped one, and we shared the third one. Yeah. But I remember thinking, man, you know, because of uh, uh, a caregiver that was mentally and emotionally abusive, never laid a hand on me, never yeah. touched me, but, you know, always, you know, I always felt this constant um, critical eye watching me, yep. waiting for me to fuck up. And he used to call me, call me names, you know, he used to say I was stupid or lazy and things like that. Yeah. And so I was always, I didn't realize it at the time, but I was always tense. I was always anxious. I was, you know, because I was afraid I was going to fuck up and then get in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I remember climbing that tree and I remember drinking that. And man, when it hit, like when that stuff hit my brain, mm-hmm. dude, I knew from then on that that was it. Like this stuff is great. Yeah. And, you know, I, I dabbled a little bit with um, weed and stuff up to that point. Maybe tried it once or twice, experimented, mm-hmm. I guess you would say. Yeah. And I never really, like, I didn't like it because it made me, like, freak out. And plus, I was, you know, I was 11 years old. But yeah. Um. But when I drank that that beer in that tree, man, everything just, it felt like this weight was lifted off of me. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, like, I was, I was calm. And yeah. I was laughing. And, you know, I thought I was the funniest dude in the world. <laughs> yeah. And I and looking back, you know, hindsight says it's twenty twenty. So looking back, I know now that that's the day I became an alcoholic. Oh yeah, day one, mm-hmm. day one, day one. And so I was thinking about that today, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I was eleven years old, mm. and uh, then I, you know, I I ended up moving back to Montana, and I used to hang around with my older brother a lot, and he's about five years older than me. But he used to, in turn, hang out with older people than him, mm. so that he could he could buy or they would buy for him. So by association, dude, I was I was just this kid and I was hanging out with like twenty twenty one, twenty two, twenty three, you know, old folk. Yeah, like they used to have these these bars and these clubs around buildings where all the natives would go. Like one of them was Pool Palace on what is that Industrial? Mm-hmm. You remember where Old County Market used to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's back there. Oh, okay. And I remember used to, I used to run around in that parking lot because I couldn't get in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so what I realized pretty quick was that a lot of those guys would go in there, shoot pool, do whatever, you know, dance, whatever they did in there, and then come back out, and they would drink their bottle or their beer out in the car. Mm. And so I would, you know, I knew a few of them, and I would go jump in the, the ride with them, and I would sip a little bit, you know, I would, I, w- I wasn't getting drunk at the time, but I would sip a little bit, but mostly my thing was that, you know, I could, I could make them laugh. Yeah, I would just be goofy, and you know they would be laughing, and so after a while, you know everybody would come out, and they'd, they'd see me in the parking lot. Hey, come over here, jump in with us, you know, talk with us for a while because I was, I was entertaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And that was my that was my my whole point, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, so I was doing that like I was twelve, thirteen years old, and going to these house parties with just grown folk. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> shoot, I remember walking down Montana Avenue, this little kid talking to hookers and there were pimps and drug dealers and Montana Avenue wasn't the way it is today. Oh no, no, no. It, it was, it was a pretty rough place. 
Mm-hmm. But there I was right in there. And uh, even before that, like when I was little, little, I remember going into bars with like my dad and my uncles and stuff. And I just sit there and drink soda. Yeah. And I was this kid sitting in a bar. So dude, I was exposed to it probably before I even remember. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom tells me this story about her and her friend. Uh, they were running around Harlem at the time and, her friend's daughter is the same age as I am, and we, we had to have been still in diapers, but they stopped at this. It was daytime. They still had us, and they stopped at this uh, bar to go run in and check on somebody or yeah. go see somebody real quick, but they must have been drinking wine in these to-go cups, mm. and they, they there wasn't. she said there wasn't a lot in there. There must have been just like remnants, like the ice or whatever, Yeah. but me and that other little girl, we drank it, and they said, she said when we when we came out, I had my head out the window and I was banging on the side of the door singing "Hey ah," <laughs> singing "Hey yeah, well, she, she well she said singing powwow songs and yeah. but you know um, so I guess that might have been the first time that I really got affected yeah and but um anyway so you know man running around with my brother and then of course like one of the biggest things is like your peers right about that time um, I started staying with my grandparents full time I used to go back. Back and forth between yeah. my my dad, my grandparents. Um, every once in a while, I stayed with my mom. I mean, it was like my dad was an educator for like thirty something years. He was an art teacher, high school art teacher. Yeah, and it seemed like he, he were always moving. If if he wasn't moving, then I would move back. But I never went to school for, until I'd say first seven grades. Mm-hmm. I never went to the same school two times, twice in a row. Yeah, like consecutive years. Yeah, consecutive years. I don't know why I couldn't fucking say that. <laughs> but um, it's a good thing I'm here. <laughs> but I, I would go back to a, the same school. Like, see, I would go to Pryor, and then I'd go to school here in Billings. Yeah. Then I'd go to school like in Arley or something. Then go back to Pryor. So I would go to a couple of the same schools, but I never went to the same one consecutive years. And so that I think had an effect on me too. Oh yeah. So I was always trying. I was always the new kid. I was always trying to fit in. And for me, my, like, my thing was, you know, my humor. You know, mm-hmm. that was how I could break people down and get them to like me. So I was always, always, always goofy. I've always been kind of a little bit odd, we'll say. But, <laughs> True uh, that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but I, like, I, I embrace it now. Like, that's just who I am. That's my personality, and I'm not going to change it. But uh, so, you know, in junior high, I remember where I started staying in prior, you know, that was like the first time I ever went like eighth to ninth grade. I back to back years in the same school. Yeah. But my peers, you know, going out like that's when I, you know, I was trying to find myself. I was trying to, you know, get this identity. And I, like, you know, all adolescents that age, they're going to do that shit. Yeah. That's what they go through. And for me, I found that a lot of them were out there drinking and partying and using and I've already been exposed to it. I'd already been here in town like the year before that, you know, drinking at house or not, you know, while going to house parties and shit. Yeah. So I kind of understood it. I I was used to it. And then there's this idea that I I somehow got in my head that FOMO, that fear of missing out. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I always wanted to, you know, um, be where the party was and be where the action was because you god forbid you know i go to school on monday morning oh where were you saturday night guess what happened guess what this guy did blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'd all tell their little war stories and i man, laughing I, yeah laughing and like you know i did i always wanted to be a part of that you know i wanted to be the one that's saying oh yeah i was there you know yeah um 
that was part of it. And, and then, of course, like, obviously, you know, being an addict from day one without really realizing it. Mm. As time went on, man, like through high school, I just progressively got worse until like junior, my junior year at Plenty Coos. I, um, I, I ended up dropping out that spring. I, even if I did go all the way through the year, I wasn't going to get the credits anyway. Yeah. Cause I, I like, I, I would just get up later and later and later. And pretty soon I was just going at lunchtime Yeah. and then I'd play softball at after lunch and then just dink around until they let us go. Yeah. And at that point, like the, the staff and, you know, all the, the administration and stuff, they knew they didn't, they didn't really say anything. Yeah. Like they can give me, they gave me, I, I think I have a, I might have the record for most detention hours <laughs> at, at yeah. that school. And I never did any of it, but, um, <clears throat> so I just kept going later and later and later. And then one day, um, my grandma told me, she said, your dad's coming tomorrow. So that day I got up and I made sure I went to school early. Like I was there on time. <laughs> yeah. And I remember the old PE coach, he, he asked me, he goes, what's going on? He goes, what are you doing here? They serving a uh, good breakfast or something. And, you know, he's laughing and joking yeah. and, and that's what it was, dude. It was a fucking joke. Yeah, I thought it was a joke. They thought it was a joke. Nobody ever, you know, said, hey, man, maybe you should straighten up. Yeah. Nobody ever said that. Well, obviously, my grandparents and uh, there was other people around me that did, but, you know, I ain't going to listen to that. Yeah. Um, But then we were out there playing softball, and it just, man, we, timing is everything. So they're sitting there playing softball, and here I see my dad's ride, dude, coming up, coming up the high school lane over there from by the corner. Yeah. And then that's when the PE coach, he was like, ah, I know why you, I now I know why you showed up today to your dad's here. And so we were playing softball and he went and parked. He went inside, must've been in there for 10, 15 minutes. He came out and he started walking straight towards that field. Yeah. And he was kind of waving me over. So, oh man, here we go. Yeah. And I walked over there and he goes, I don't know what you're doing here. You ain't doing shit. You might as well not even come back. Hmm. And he might've said a little bit more, but that's all I remember. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That little nugget right there. And I, so I, after that, I never went back. Mm. But, um, that summer, you know, just carrying on doing the same old shit man, just running and trying to find, you know, hustle for a party, you know, going to all these parties way out in the boondocks and just doing dumb shit, watching people fight, getting into fights, yeah. thinking you're the Mac trying to, you know, yeah. uh, snag on these girls and all that other dumb shit. But um, a friend, another friend that uh, he came back from Chamawa and he was talking about it. And uh, I remember my sister went, my older sister Shauna and then uh, my other sister Jamie and Josh, those two. So three other Beaumonts all went. They'd mm. been there before. And so I said, all right, man, I'll, I'll, I got to do something. Yeah. And I didn't really think too much of it. I just, okay, I'll go over there. Let's try that out. Because I, you know, I didn't really see myself going back to Plenty Coos. So as soon as I told my dad, he was, all right, then, okay. Yeah, he was excited. He was on board, dude. He was. Yeah. So they he got the paperwork. He signed it. And next thing you know, that fall, I went to Chamawa. And I thought I was a senior. But of course not, right? Yeah. So I got there and they told me, well, you. You don't. You're not going to graduate. You're going to have to come back another year. So mm. basically, I had two junior years. Yeah. And it took me five years, but I did it. I, I hey, gradu- let's go. <laughs> I, I graduated. Do it. I took me five years, but I graduated high school. Mm. I got my diploma. I walked. I had the cap and gown and everything at Chamawa. Yeah. But I think you know, 
looking back, I think that one decision that I didn't even think about really kind of, I mean, might've saved my life. Mm. I don't know. Um, yeah, it definitely took you out of like the old, your old scene, your old playground playmates and plugged you in somewhere else anyway for, for that, for that. Just surround, surrounded you with structure and opportunity for success. Like, and it was the structure. I think it was yeah. the structure that I needed. Um, and then when I got there, you know, of course, I you couldn't really drink without getting busted. So I, I didn't want to do that. So I just started smoking weed. That was the negative part about it. I just picked, I just cross addicted. Yeah. And uh, but I did make it. You know, came back. Uh, I ended up going, taking like a year off. I went to college at MSU Billings for a couple of years, and ultimately flunked out because. I, before I used to say, oh, it's not, it wasn't because of my using, but that's got to be what it was because I, I just said I just didn't apply myself, which that was true too. Um, and then I ended up dropping out of there, got a couple of jobs, lost them. Um, ended up moving to Belknap, which is another, what do they call it? A, a geographical cure or whatever they call that. Yeah. You try to move. Mm-hmm. But, Shit, that was even worse because in Valnap, they sell booze right there on the res. So I, I didn't even have to go make runs to Billings yeah. or to Edgar. I could just go walk to the store. <laughs> yeah. And so that that didn't really do anything except, you know, I mean, doesn't matter where I went, dude. I was going to fucking use anyway. I was going to drink. True. I was going to use. And right about that time is when I, you know, that back then it was crank. Mm. bathtub crank peanut butter crank whatever they wanted to call it we started doing that too um met my kids' mom down there um ended up having a few kids well i didn't she did um you had kids together i i, I was there uh but anyway so yeah and it, it, that cycle just kept going on and it just it was getting worse it was getting worse finally she gets tired of it mm. and then i end up going to jail for misdemeanor this misdemeanor that then that's when i first went to treatment i went to treatment at rocky mountain treatment center in great falls oh okay and i did great man i loved it that's when i was that's when i was telling you that's where we did that write that letter to your oh okay yeah, yeah. your favorite substance or whatever and i didn't think that was gonna hit like that fuck dude <laughs> it really messed me up i was balling and shit yeah but um i get out of there and i was great like i was good for about 72 hours and I went and I found, I didn't get it, I didn't buy it, but I found uh, half of a half a gallon, half a half a G of vodka. Dang. Dang. And by then, you know, I was in jail for like three months and then I went to treatment for another month. So my tolerance wasn't what it was. Yeah. And I ended up drinking that. And I put it in the water bottle. And of course, you know, it's just a matter of time before the cat's out of the bag. But my mom always says, I knew you were drunk because you start, you always start, you repeat yourself. Yeah. I'll tell you something, and then five minutes later, I'll come back and say the same thing. Mm. I'm pretty much almost verbatim, I guess. I don't know, but she knew. They all knew, and they're like, this fucking guy. But then um, they, and it, <laughs> she called the cops on me that time because I was in her house, and she had every right to. Yeah. Um, but by the time the cops showed up, I was passed out in the room, and they couldn't wake me up. So I guess they stuck that fucking breathalyzer thing in my mouth to see, and it was like... Oh man, three point one seven or point three one seven. I was gonna say, whoa. <laughs> yeah, point three one seven. 
three one seven. That's a lot. <clears throat> yeah, and I was passed out. Yeah, and then so I mean that's shit. There's there was that. So I come back after that. All that you know, I cleared that up. I came back to Billings, started running around here again, doing the same shit, and that was the cycle. Over and over and over, I would start drinking, using, get in trouble, go to treatment to get out of it. Yeah. Then get out and then move. And well, yeah, move, shift around, do this and that. But basically, that whole fucking time, I was just avoiding responsibility. I was avoiding the fact that um, I knew at that point, like, hey, I'm an alcoholic because you go, you go to treatment. And, you know, you really put in the work like that. There's no denying it. So after that, it wasn't denial. It was just I was lying to myself. Yeah. So. What about, um? talk about, like, <clears throat> that mindset that you were in when you're like, this is it. I'm done. Like, that's it. No more. I'm done with this. Like, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Well, that the thing is, is uh, I got I, I got arrested. I was incarcerated that day that I, my first full day. Mm. I don't know that I would have stopped on my own. I do know that what's weird is that uh, right about that time, that's when I told you my dad said, told me, uh, you need to reevaluate your belief system. Yeah. And one of the things that I did, you know, I, even when I was half shot or hammered, you know, I was, I was crying and I was praying and I kept saying, I was thinking about, you know, don't let me go to jail, but, I was praying, you know, please, God, don't take me away from my kids. Don't take me away from mm. my kids. But I ended up going to jail. And then it was that first day, like, going through that booking and then, you know, sitting in that, they call it Baloney Row mm-hmm. in Yellowstone County. And I just think, you know, and I, I, I remember my daughter going to school that morning. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking I was going to see her when she got back. Mm. I remember, I remember leaving they were taking me away, and the only one that that was out there, my sister came out, and she watched me, and I watched her as we drove away, and she waved at me, and she kind of mouthed, I love you. Mm. And I just remember thinking, man, like, like when am I going to go be able to go home? Yeah. Mm. And then that's when everything started hitting me. That that day was that when I when I realized, you know, dude, I, 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 I fucked up my kids' lives. I fucked up their mom's life. My my parents, mm-hmm. my brothers and sisters, like I showed them how to to hustle and 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 how to you know get shit to drink and mm. you know glorifying that lifestyle. Yeah. Um. You know, um, encouraging them. You know, and, and having that fucking junkie pride. Yeah. Like, yeah, man, you should be like me, and I could, I drink this whole fucking thing, blah blah. I can hit yeah. this old, you know, loke and whatever. That's sh- that dumb shit. Yeah. So I remember thinking about all of that and thinking, dude, this is this is it. Like I don't know why, how, or why because I've been in jail so many fucking times before that. Like, and I've said that. Yeah. But I knew at that point, like there was something that was different about that point when I said, "This is because I can't do this to them anymore." Mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking about me. Like I was, I was pretty much resigned mm-hmm. to my fate at that point. Yeah. So I'm like, but I can't do this to them mm. because now my daughter's going to get off the bus and I'm not going to be there for a long time. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, and that's that was that realization, and and so I think you know, my prayer was answered. 
It wasn't the way I wanted it to mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. Like, don't take me away from my kids. And God said, okay, then I won't. But this is what you got to do. Yeah. And so I went through all that. And, uh, um, but I still wasn't, I still didn't have that aha moment or that, you know, like I just felt ugly and horrible, like all that guilt and shame and all that bullshit that I drug around for so many years until I was telling you that story about being in the shoe for 11 months, being Mm. solitary. And all you got in there is your thoughts, dude. Like I didn't even have a radio. Uh, And then you hear these other dudes up and down the hallway screaming and yelling and ah, and it's carrying on. Yeah. It's a nerve wracking fucking thing. I bet. And, and, but one day, I don't know, I was just sitting there and I was thinking and I was, I had a Bible, you know, I was reading that a little bit and some, some books and stuff. Um, but for whatever reason, you know, being stuck in my head like that for that long, I just broke down and I cried. I started crying and I don't know how long it was. It might've been, it might've been a couple hours. It might've been a week, Mm. but I think it was around about two days. And I remember going to sleep. I remember eating when they brought me food. But every other moment of the day, every other second of the day, I was crying. And I don't mean like, you know, just sitting there whimpering around or, you know, sniffles and stuff. Dude, I was like racked. I was just sobbing. I was just like broken, broken. I was fucking broken. Yeah. Like that. that's that's exactly what it was. Mm. And I remember, oh, man, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. And I'm like, you know, I, I, I don't want this anymore. I don't want these feelings. I don't want. I don't want to be like this. And uh And so like I don't know it was weird because like you know you hear that voice inside your head. And it sounds like it sounded like me. It sounded like my voice, right? Mm-hmm. It was saying it was it had a it was saying things in a way that I probably I would have never said it. And I don't remember exactly the words that I heard or maybe it was just a feeling. Maybe it wasn't even words, and I just kind of, my memory, that's what it's trying to plug in there. Yeah. But I just felt this, I, I, I felt like I heard this, my voice saying, it's okay, you're going to be okay. From here on out, you're going to be okay, and you can stop crying. And then I just stopped. Like mm. somebody turned off the faucet, somebody just relaxed my body, mm-hmm. and I just felt this, this. Release. Like, yeah, this release, like just everything just boom and i looked around and i realized where i was and i thought you know what i could do this yeah like i can i'm gonna make it like i that's what i told myself and then this time it was me you know i knew that was me talking yeah but i said a real quick prayer you know you know thank you you know being grateful then i said from here on out when i I, i'm gonna need your guidance i'm gonna need everything that i I can get my hands on to help me affect that positive change. And not, not, I mean, right after that, they bring you books and this little cart. And there's not that many to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the other thing too, is that you, they're not going to stand there and wait for you to uh, try that one. What about that? One? No, they're going to stand there. You pick one. They're going to move on. If you don't, they're going to move on without you. Yeah. So I looked down and I'm trying to, you know, scan through these books and I found one that said we're all doing time. Mm. That one jumped out at me. So I said, oh, give me that one. Picked it real quick, got it. And that's where I was in that book. It wasn't a, like a like a fiction book. It wasn't even a um, self. Or it was kind of a self-help book, but it really what it was, was like these all these prison writings and all these things that other inmates and stuff have like 
compiled and they put it together in a book. Yeah. And that's where I was first introduced to breathing techniques, mm. um, meditation, even yoga was in there. Like it had this eight, eight or 10 step yoga thing that you did in a sequence. And I was doing that. Mm. And then from there on out, like everywhere I went, like I didn't really want to waste my time with, you know, um, fiction. Like I love a good story. I love a good, you know, yarn, man. I love a good movie. I'm a fan of the, the fiction, but every book that I got, I wanted, I wanted to learn something from it. I wanted to get something out of it. Yeah. And it was crazy. Cause like, um, and you've heard, you've heard me say this before, but you know, I'll say it for the listeners. Like every, everything that I read or everything that I studied seemed to open a door or two more doors to something else. Yeah. So I would start out with like, say reading the Bible and then that would read, lead me to say history. And then that would lead me to, Oh, I don't know, uh, uh, um, addiction. And then that would lead me to biology and that would lead me to neuroscience and that would lead me to physics. And then that would lead me, you know? Yeah. So what I kind of started realizing and understanding was that so many different subjects, we try to separate them. We try to put them in their own little box, but they were all telling me the same thing, but just using different language. Mm. And our, you know, our, our ancestors knew that everything was connected. We knew that. Yeah. And we had all of this knowledge. They had all of this knowledge back then that we somehow, I mean, we know how we lost it. We know what happened there. Um, it, our culture and our beliefs and our, our traditions and our, you know, our ceremonies were stripped away from us. But I started to realize, you know, what that meant, that connection on a deeper level. And from there, like everything since then, you know, I, I, I just, I just firmly believe that my 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 prayer was answered that everything I need at all times always shows up right when I need it. But it really, what it really started with was the, that the idea that I made that decision, like, okay, this is it. Yeah, yeah. And I and again, like I've made that, I've said those words, but I never really had that conviction in my heart and in my mind. And that day, I did. Right like on. I knew. Yeah. So from there, you know, you finish out your sins and then you get out on paper and then <clears throat> then here and I kind of fast forward, you're looking back, your mind stayed like you've come this far and you're looking back and it's like definitely a sense of achievement. Um, talk about that, like looking back on these 10 years, like how are you feeling? Like what's. Well, what's what is that like what okay what's the motivation moving forward too well um one of the things that I, I i come to realize you know looking back at all that you know is all the fucking bullshit that i went through mm. like i and i fucking i made it yeah like i went through a lot of shit dude. Mm-hmm. like going to prison i don't care who the fuck you are if you say you're not afraid when you go to prison you're full of shit because mm. mm-hmm. if you're not then maybe you belong there yeah or you belong in a mental institution so that there was that trauma of that, and it is traumatic. Um, and then there's all this other stuff that hits you. I mean, life is life, right? Yeah. Um, I won't get into details of things like that, but, man, like I look back and I said, okay, man, I made it through that. I made it through this. I made it through all these trials and all these tests and all these ups and downs and, you know, 
And not once, not once did I ever consider saying, you know what, fuck this, I'm going to go drink. Yeah. I never thought that. Right on. I mean, there was times when, you know, like, I'll look at the liquor store, I'll drive by, and for a fleeting moment, it's like, oh, man, I can go in there and get a bottle. Mm -hmm. But then immediately, like, for now, like, when I think about drinking and using, the first fucking thing I think of is like that, yeah, like that hangover, that, because, dude, I would, yeah. I mean, you already know. I like. I'm already. I'm, right. That's the first thing I think of too. Like, if I get triggered and I think of a hangover, and I'm like, Ugh. yeah, and, and it's, it's and it's like things. a physical reaction. Like, I almost dry heave. But I've never ever even considered it. Like, I never thought, you know what, man? Fuck, I'm just gonna go drink this. I can just go drink right now, and eventually I'll, I'll probably get in trouble. But at least you know, laugh now, cry later, kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was never like that. Um, what I did was I, 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 I really rooted myself in my faith and that's what I, you know, what my recovery is based on is my spiritual faith. Cause that's what, cause that's all I had mm-hmm. starting out. I didn't, I wasn't out and about. I wasn't able to go to meetings. I wasn't able to get a sponsor. I wasn't able to work steps. All I had was my mind and my faith. So that's what I think my my recovery is, you know, that's my foundation. And so, you know, um, the one thing that I reflect on is like, you know, and I'm not perfect. Like I, I've made mistakes between, you know, in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, you know, Mr. Goody Two Shoes. I'm not uh, like a perfect person. I get angry with people. I get upset. I get resentful. I, You know, I still have all those those character defects, but now I know how to cope with things. Now I know how to deal with it. Now I know how to affect positive change and it doesn't happen overnight. And I know that, and I have to, you know, that's the one thing that I have to keep telling myself. And I still, one of my biggest things is that, you know, being anxious and a really good friend of mine said, you have a heart of gold, but are you going to let fear run the rest of your life? And that kind of hit home. So then I really started working on it. Like, okay, and I was, you know, I heard someone say that if you're depressed, you're living in the past. If you're anxious, you're living in the future. Mm. But either way, you're not present. Mm. And so, like, just working on trying to be present, like, right here, right now. I'm cool. I, I, I'm, I'm with one of my best homies, my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing one of the things that I absolutely love, if not the most important thing to me right now. And that's sharing and, and being on the podcast and, you know, trying to help others. Yep. Um, so right now, if I'm present, then I'm cool. If I start trying to have those conspiracy theories about myself <laughs> and then project them into the future, yeah, like my mind is so creative, I will come up with some fucked up shit. Yeah, and it's real. Mm. Like, remember, I keep you know, yeah. I, I keep um, saying that your perception is reality. Our mind, our subconscious mind, doesn't know the difference between imagined and real. So, like, I I take myself for a ride. I used to. But now I, you know, I practice meditation. I practice those breathing techniques, scripting, journaling, all that shit. I jumped right into it, and it's helped a lot. And again, like I'm not perfect. I'm still working, and it's going to be a work. It's this is a this is a marathon. This is not a sprint. This is a journey. There is no destination. That's what I got to realize. Yeah. And and on and coming to terms with that and accepting that because you know acceptance is the key. If you accept a lot of things, then you'll be better equipped to deal with it. And as far as the motivation moving forward, like it's just to help. 
Like I never would have been one to, you know, spill my guts on a on a platform that goes all around the world. <laughs> like, yep. you know, talk, you know, put my my dirty laundry out there and say, you know, yeah, I used to drink and I hurt my kids and my my parents and did all this dumb shit and ended up in prison. Blah blah blah. That wouldn't have been me. But my whole thing is, is if I, is if I can if I can get that out and help somebody, yeah, then fuck, I gotta do it. I gotta help help those those ones that maybe they they've never been to prison, maybe they've never gone so far as to really really hurt their children or their or their their spouses or or their parents or you know their brothers and sisters, whatever the case may be. Maybe they never went that far. Yeah. They listen to anything that I ever had to say and they get from it or get something from it. It's like, man, they don't have to go through that. No, yeah. they don't have to fucking you know cause all that pain and misery. But on the flip side of that, maybe you've done some shit. Maybe you've already made a lot of mistakes. Maybe you've done things worse than I have. What I'm saying is, is that there is no, there ain't no levels when it comes to that. We have all done some fucked up shit. So the bottom line is, is that we can all come back from it. For sure. We can all come back. We are, there's no person in this world that isn't redeemable. There's no person in this world that isn't valuable, that isn't loved, mm. that is not. And to me... To me, there isn't. Yeah. And so to, like, my motivation going forward is to not only to continue working on myself, but to help others. I mean, I, I mean that's what I got to do. Like, that's that's my whole thing. Um, and again, like, you know, people might look at some of the things I've, some of my behavior now or some of the things I might have done or the mistakes I might have made in these 10 years and say, well, are you really the person to be talking about that? Fucking A, I am. Yes, sir. You want to know why? Is because I'm an alcoholic and I'm an addict and I'm not perfect. I don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. Nope. We do have to be present. Present. And that's it. That, man, I totally agree with that. And like I said, like, if we try to look at qualifications, we'd all fall short. We'd all be unqualified to try to help anybody, um, but that's that's not what we're here. We're here to share our experience, strength, and hope. And you know how we do that is it looks different um, for each individual, but I mean, <clears throat> I think just that drive to wanting to do it and felt. Uh, Wanting to come on here and share your um, um, your story, share your perspective, your point of view, share that experience, strength, and hope. I mean, I'm gonna steal Randy's word is very commendable, and that's awesome. <clears throat> um, so, one last thing before we close out here is, um, what's your advice? Anybody like <clears throat> someone that's walking the red road or someone that's in their addiction? Like, what, what's your main? What's your main advice that you well give out? There's a there's a couple of things. The first thing I would say absolutely is we gotta learn how to get out of our own fucking way. Yep. Right? Like that was my my the only person that is keeping you from achieving any of your goals, your dreams, your aspirations is you. I know that because I'm that I'm blocking myself. We gotta learn how to get out of our own fucking way. Yeah. And we have to allow that process to go. And we have to be able to be open, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we have to open our hearts. We have to open our minds. Our, mi- our minds and our hearts are like parachutes. They work better when they're open. 
Mm. So to keep that open and then uh, take what you can get anywhere you can get it. Yeah. Right? Like, um, like that's what I was doing. I was reading books and I was talking to um, some uh, other bros that were locked down too and they were, you know, I was getting experience, strength, and hope from them. Yeah. Uh, then getting out, like I, I had the absolute privilege of running into you and then, oh, man, mm-hmm. this guy's doing it. So I'm going to follow this dude. He seems to know what he's doing. Um, mm-hmm. Jumping on with Randy, then we got we got this. But, yeah, go find anything and everything that you can. Be open to everything. Yeah. Um, and don't and, – and, and another thing that – one of the other things that really hold us back, especially as native people, they're going to be the people that are closest to you that are still using. They're the ones that are out there still, you know, have that, those negative mindsets, those negative beliefs. And they're going to try to, you know, they're going to try to make you feel bad. True. They're going to try to, you know, because they don't want you to succeed. They want you to be down there with them mm-hmm. the way they were. They don't want you to, they don't want, you know, the JC that's out there and successful and doesn't drink. And is, you know, doesn't have to use and doesn't, you know, have that, that fucked up mindset that I, that I used to have. Because I think, and I, and, and I always say, you know, I'm not a expert on anything, but I'm an expert on me. But I think it has to do with, like, if it were me and I was doing that to you, it would be because I, you're successful and that just makes me feel like shit because I'm still doing shitty things. Yeah. So it's not a reflection on you. Mm-mm. It's a reflection on me. Yeah. If, if, so you know it's going to be the people that are closest to you the people that were you know uh, what was um earn dog saying you know, ride or die or day one yeah, she, yeah. my mama was my day one because <laughs> she was there the first day i was born true that so and uh, as far as the, all that shit goes and all the people that i was riding or dying with i ain't heard from them for years mm-hmm. they ain't got nothing for me nothing they didn't have nothing for me when i was locked up they didn't have nothing for me when i was out and if they do got something, it's it's gonna be negative. It's gonna be a beer. It's gonna be a you know a, a, a loker. It's gonna be whatever. Yeah. And that ain't that ain't helping me. That ain't doing shit, but just just repeating the cycle. Yeah. So you know we have to be able to draw those boundaries and stick to them. Mm-hmm. And eventually they'll get it. Like I have people that I absolutely love. Just love them to death. They're my family. You know, native people, families always, you know, we're big on family. Family comes first. But at this point, they know that if they're drinking or using, they don't bother me. Yeah. They don't talk to me. They don't, you know, say or anything. Because they know I'm going to be like, man, are you drunk? Are you high? You know, you know, come back when you're sober. Yep. And it's not that I don't love them. It's not that I don't care about them. It's not that I don't want them to succeed. It's not like, it's sure as hell ain't because I think I'm fucking better than anybody. Yeah. It's because I can't be around that. True. And I, cause you know, I just can't. Otherwise it's too easy for me to go back. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know if I ever will, but I don't not Why, why take the chance? Yeah. Not you worth know? it. Yeah. Why take the chance? Because I'm the one that has to deal with it. I'm the one that's either going to end up in jail or dead. Mm-hmm. And that's, I you know, and I've seen too many people do that. Um, so those would be the two biggest things, you know, get out of our own fucking way and then draw boundaries with the people that are closest that are still using. Yeah. If you got positive influences in your life that, you know, you're close to, then stick with them. Yeah. Like you want to be a lion. You got to run with lions. Yeah. You know, you want to be a rabbit. 
you can do that too. <laughs> as long as that rabbit isn't using. Um, and just and and a man, you got to believe in yourself. True. And it's and it's and I get it. It's it's not easy at first because we're so ingrained in these negative false beliefs, and it was hard for me too. But you can build that up. You gotta you gotta give yourself positive affirmations. Some people will say, "Oh, positive affirmations they don't work because you don't believe them." So yeah. it's really hard to change your subconscious mind. That's what we're shooting for. We're shooting for that subconscious mind because that's the driver of everything that we do. We think we're in control, but we're not. Yeah, like our conscious mind. But here's the thing. Here's a here's a here's a quick hack I can give to you before we leave. Is that if you say, "Okay, JC, I am a good person." I'm a great person. I'm helpful. I'm kind. I'm considerate. If I don't believe that, then my next bet, my next best bet is to do things that emulate that. So go and help a coworker. Go and help somebody who's, who's, um, you know, some lady coming out of the grocery store helping her with her groceries. Maybe not that because I think I'm trying to rob her or something. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Go do yeah, something yeah. that emulates that quality that you don't believe because then your brain is going to be like okay i don't believe it but here you are doing this good thing this good deed for somebody something's got to give yeah and it's usually that your actions no like if you're out there consciously doing it but there's all kinds of different stuff man i'd love to sit here and talk about it and i have in the past but to believe in yourself and to consciously every day work on changing that core belief that that you have to dig deep, and it's it's ugly in there. Mm-hmm. It's ugly when you first get in there, but mm-hmm. you can kick out all the old shit and you know bring in that good stuff. Yeah. So, you, you, but it takes it it takes that. I think one of the hardest th- why it's so hard for us is because it's it's scary, and we don't want to have to deal with all that bullshit. We've never been there. We've never been there, but you know what? Get get the only way through it. The only way to get through it is to go through it. True. And don't stop until that miracle happens because, I mean, I believe in everybody that's out there that's, you know, struggling or or that's in the middle of addiction. They're just starting out because, you know, at the end of the day, I was sober today. I was sober yeah. today all day from the time I woke up to the time I go to bed tonight. The fact that I put a whole bunch of days in a row and it made 10 years doesn't really that's not the most important thing. It's yes, it's a huge accomplishment. Yes, I'm, I'm I am kind of proud of it oh yeah but if i have as much sober time as the person who stopped using yesterday yep right like we woke up at the same time we got the same amount of sober time yep yesterday is uh yesterday is history and tomorrow is a mystery but today today we can do it you can succeed yes sir yes sir yes sir no that was good man that was a good um good um sharing um don't take no shit from nobody (laughs) exactly um so yeah this thank you appreciate you favorite indian jc ace hole in one shooter jc mcgavin now i appreciate you and i know this is like a great idea and i know we're going to continue to do it and this is just the first of many and yeah congratulations on your 10 years i'm proud of you and i never told you what i put in your coin but mindfulness because that's what helps me in my recovery, staying mindful of my thoughts, who I'm surrounding well, who I'm surrounding myself with, mindful of my emotions, especially those four areas, you know, like of your your mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual. <clears throat> staying mindful of that. 
um, and continued um, just success moving forward. And that's what I put in your coin the other day. Um, <clears throat> now, I'm, yeah, it is really good, you know, just sitting here listening to your story and got some different different pieces this time. And that's how it usually goes, you know, even with my, when I share my, my story, a uh, different version comes out. Yeah. Different things come out that need to come out at that time. And I know these are going to help people. And that was a great idea. So I appreciate you many hosts. That one. Uh, oh, thank you for your words. Um, I just got to say that I got to tell you that I love you and I appreciate you. And you've been a big help. You've always been one of my biggest supporters. Um, and I just thank you for walking with me. Like I, 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 from the bottom of my heart, dude, like I, I told you that from day one, like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll walk with you. Yeah. And you know, he's, you're one of the ones that always say we don't have to be perfect. You know, we just got to keep moving forward Yeah, and the advice and the mentorship and, you know, just being a, a, a brother. Yeah. Just being a brother. Like those times when we just sit around and joke around and, and that is just invaluable to me. It's, it's, it's priceless, <laughs> yeah, right? No, I, and I appreciate you, times. man. And I wish Randy was here. I'd tell him the same thing. Yeah. And, you know, to thank um, all the people that supported me up, you know, thus far. Yeah. Um, my, obviously, my parents, uh, my daughters, they they were pretty pissed off at me. Um, my son still is. Hopefully he'll come around, but you know that's 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 what we do is we cause destruction and we have to heal from it. Yeah. But um, I'm just absolutely grateful for all the people that have come into my life, even for a brief moment, and have touched me in that way. Like you know mm-hmm. that that I'll, I'll carry everybody with me, and that's every day I get to I get to do a lot of shit. But one of the things I get to do is be myself and be present in the moment with the people that I care about and who honestly care about me. Yeah. And I get to hear and experience things that fuel that fire every day. And you're one of those people that does, that does that for me. And I want to thank you again too, for coming in early today and doing this and, you know, jumping on board with the whole idea because like one of the things I was thinking about was like, you know, we celebrate all these people, our guests and all these things that are other people that come in and share their stories, but we never really share our, I mean, we do, yeah, we do, but we pieces throughout the whole year. (laughs) But there's, you know, I think that it's, it's important that we, you know, we, we get to shine that light on, on each, each, every one of us, because that way we were, um, again, not, not for me, not for the recognition, not for anything like, Oh, look at me. Yeah. I'm this and that. Yeah. But because I think that it gives our listeners, not only a, a better understanding of who we really are and where we're really coming from, mm-hmm. but it also gives us a, a, time to to share that story and then you know say things that we kind of maybe forgot yeah. or give that different perspective or that different version yeah i think it's just a really good idea to share something about ourselves like you know go a little bit deeper and, and shed that light or shine that light on our accomplishments because as addicts you know we have to celebrate those victories oh yeah we didn't use today fucking a that's a victory heck yeah you know, we get a job, fucking A, that's a victory. Mm-hmm. We get our license back, fucking A, that's a victory. Yes, we yes. get our kids back, we, you know, all these little things. Let's celebrate that shit. Yeah. Because those are huge. Mm-hmm. Those are huge. To the normal person, those normies, as you call them out there, those people who drink half a beer and can put it down, like, what the fuck? 
<laughs> Those people yeah. will never understand. But when we stick together and we share and, and and rejoice in our own accomplishments, yeah, we get it. We understand. Yeah. And so I think it's important that we do a little bit more of that. So, oh, yeah. so thank you again for yeah le- allowing me to do this. I was kind of uh, a little bit nervous about being the first one. Fuck, <laughs> fuck it, bro. I'll die. It's like, yeah, it's your idea. You go first. <laughs> But you remember that? Do you ever watch? You never seen War Party? I uh, I was. Nah, I don't remember it though. When they were they were getting ready to do that reenactment, and um, they were picking all the guys, and he goes, "Yeah, we, like so many people died. He's like, I need a couple more. I need someone. I need one of you guys to die." And they're all like, "Man, I don't want to die. I don't want to die." And there's that one dude, and he's taking a hit of his joint. Fuck it, I'll die. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty good though. You gotta watch it. It's it's funnier on the movie, but yeah. That's kind of how I felt like, okay, then let's do this. I'll I'll jump right in. So Yeah, no, that's good. No, that's good. It's a good idea. And like I said, we're going to be continuing to do this. And, yeah, no, I appreciate you because, um, yeah, you're the only one that's been here in person the whole 165 episodes. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be doing these. So I appreciate you. I love you too. And I was chuckling when you said we were joking around, laughing around. I remember I've been thinking about um, – when we were at the Wellbriety Conference, <clears throat> and they had that cultural share night, and I signed on, and I was like third to last. There was like eleven people in front of me. They were sitting there, and it then took I was forever. Yeah, it was taking forever, and I was just like, "Oh man!" And I turned back to JC, and I was like, "Actually, we just head out, man. Should we just go back and just go back to the rooms, or go grab dinner? I don't know." I said something like that. Let's like basically let's bounce. And JC looked at me and he was like, he's like, screw that. And he's like, fuck that. You had us sitting here for 45 minutes through all this weird shit. You better go up there and sing. <laughs> and then we busted out laughing. And I remember I was laughing. But then that like motivated me. I was like, all right, yeah, okay. All right, man. I signed up and we've been sitting here. I better just wait it out. And we had to wait for like another 45 minutes before I finally got up there. And then we had, and then I did like an honor song and we went through that whole thing and it was like a really good experience and a lot of people very appreciative of it and everything. And, but then like, I was ready to go. I was just like, ah, screw it. Just go to my hotel room and relax <laughs> yeah. and chill and don't have to be here. Cause it was in the evening. And by that time it was already like nine thirty or something. Yeah. That, that, uh, yeah he's like, yeah, should we just go? And I'm like, fuck that. Man. Yeah. <laughs> You made me sit through here with all this fucking weird shit. And now you're trying to go out. Like, Fuck that, dude. I'm going to hear you sing. You're like, you're going to get up there and sing. And I was all, you're all kind of pissy about it. it made me laugh. And then he, that was and funny. Then, then you kind of turned around to Thanks for the motivation. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I remember that too. I was like, Fuck that. No, no man. You're going to sing. You're like, you're all pissed off. No, because there was like, I mean, yeah, I don't know. There was just some kind of weird. It was different. I mean, yeah, there were very different um, presentations that were happening. We were just kind of sitting there like, holy crap, this person's from a cult. Yeah. <laughs> and, then there, and then it was supposed to be cultural sharing, but I don't know, man. Some of it was kind of. Yeah, it was kind of went sideways. Turn, almost yeah. started turning into like a karaoke thing. And I was like, what is going <laughs> on here? Not even like legit karaoke. The person was just playing music from their phone and holding it up to the mic and started singing. And I was like. What? <laughs> Ruined a perfectly good song, too. I know. I was like, what is going on? Kind of pitchy, kind of pitchy. But anyway, um, yeah, so thank you. This is our special edition 
recovery birthday episodes. Um, be looking forward to them. They'll probably be dropping on Wednesdays, but I mean, we're not going to announce it. They're just going to drop. So subscribe, follow, like, share, do all that stuff to know when these are dropping. So jump on our Podbean, subscribe to our Podbean so you can get an alert when these drop. Yeah, yeah, and uh, thank you guys for listening, and, you know, be kind to yourself, keep moving forward, and kick some ass. Yes, sir, and with that, we'll sign off. Uh Uh Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Next time. And the earth isn't flat.